Welcome to the Destiny Church and Throne Podcast, where we hope to inspire, stir, and provoke you to know Jesus and make him known in your daily life. Enjoy. Perfect. Not only did I get it, but they called me and said, um, we were very impressed, but we don't want to give you this one. We want to give you a higher one with more pay. Pay for you to go back to school. Give you all your vacation up front. And I don't know if I'm saying this word right, but prophetically speaking, they said, I'm going to be the mother hub of Stark. Wow. So, yes. So I turned my notice in today. Um, but the beauty of that is uh, just what came out of that season at work was just so much grace, so much maturity um, going through a hard season at work. And so, um, and that kind of ties in with what I'm talking about on loving one another. I, sh- I learned a lot on how to love, especially difficult people. Um, in a time where, you know, people are unlovable, but they're not. So, anyways, God's good. I didn't deserve it, but he gave it to me, so I'm grateful, and I'm going to soak it up. But, moving on. So, when Johnny asked me to uh, speak, it was interesting because I had already had this written out for partly of our women's class that we're having on the 17th. Um, But this kind of ties into some of it, but... This is what God's been putting on my heart, just loving one another. And so I start with John 13, 34, a new command I give you, love each other just as much as I have loved you. For when you demonstrate the same love I have for you, everyone will know that you are my followers. This is like, he didn't ask us, he commanded us to love one another. And um, that was exactly, this, this verse Wow, I didn't even realize it until right now. This verse is exactly what I went through at work, you know, like um, able to to walk through work in grace and loving people in the midst of being cursed out, you know, yelled at and talked about. I was able to still do that and love them. And through that, when I turned my notice in today, um, so many people were just like giving me like how they saw Jesus through that and how they were changed and, you know, a stronger person and stuff like that. And so this, com- this, this verse is like a commandment, not a, oh, well, if this person is lovable, like her, and if not, don't, you know. It's, it's a commandment that we're supposed to obey. Oh, sorry if I'm rambling. Jesus calls us to love one another, but it isn't a call to love one another who are just like us. He calls his cause and invitation to love all God's children, no matter what their backgrounds, whether they're rich, poor, experiences, or personalities. Um, that's that's a big a big one because you know so many times we can judge people without even realizing it, and I'm really guilty of it. Like, oh well, that person doesn't have a Christ mind like me, so I'm going to judge them on the way they do things, you know. But we're still called to love them regardless and if we don't show them love how are th- maybe they're never going to know Christ without that um, and one of those statements um, we have to love ourselves first before we can really even love anybody and um, for a long time I didn't love myself because of all the word curses and the things that were spoken over me and so I had to really ask God to show me through his lens how he loves me And when I was able to finally see that, I was able to see how he loves me and how I can love other people. Um, 
It's like when you're a parent and you love your child. We love them unconditionally, right? No matter what they do, if they're brats or if they grow up and they're teenagers and they don't listen, we love them no matter if they act good or act bad. So why do we put conditions on people we love? Jesus didn't do it. So if we tell someone, well, because you're an addict or you're an alcoholic or, you know, you cursed last night, I, you know, we put conditions on what we love. We sh that's not what Jesus called us to do. God loved us when we were broken. So we're called to love people even when they're broken. You know, in the, I, was, I was studying this, and in the New Testament, Jesus only mentions the word love 13 times. But it's the most important word in the Bible. And some of the other words that I wrote down that demonstrates love, kindness, forgiveness, patience, gentleness, repentance, mercy, encouragement, fellowship, and spiritual warfare. All of these are motivated by love, and these are ways that we can express unconditional love. And so it's not mentioned a lot in the New Testimony, but there's, there's the words that speak love in that. Just like in John 4, the woman at the well. Where's David? This is his favorite one. <laughs> that would have, they would have counted several strikes against that interaction since not only she was a Samaritan woman, but a woman. Jesus looked beyond the woman's identity of who people said she was and, and defined by what people said and saw someone in need of living water. So he looked beyond what people were saying she was. You know, poor, a woman, had been married several times, is living with someone that's not married. He didn't look at any of that. He looked beyond that and, and just saw someone in need. That kind of love, God calls us to require us to be more mindful and proactive in our words and actions. We never know what someone else is going through. Your words or actions might be the one thing that saves their person's life. Um, and I know I, I'm, I know that someone's given me words sometimes where I really needed it, where, my God, you did see me like that. Same thing with the interview. When I went to this interview, I had to interview with the president, and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, you know, oh, my gosh. And then the next day, they were telling me all these things about me, and I was like, I can't take any credit for that. That is all God. Because I'm like, they got to see me be Christ-like without even saying I'm a Christian. Like, this is how you see me, God? This is what these people see in me when I haven't even said that I'm a Christian, you know? And so, um, wow, so good. And so sometimes when we say things to somebody, we need to think what we say because we may think we're saying it, but it may be out of our flesh and not what the Spirit says and what the Holy Spirit says. And um, has to come from the heart. And when we say things, our heart knows what we're saying. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Fun fact, Karen, for you. So I was, I was, when I was studying about love, what it means, I ran across this um, rare defect, a rare syndrome. It's called Williams syndrome. It's a rare medical condition, and it was diagnosed in 1960 by a cardiologist, of all people. Um, and it was one little boy, and it's called, it makes you love too much. 
like this little boy was diagnosed with this. It's a missing gene he has. And they even wrote a book on him. And he would go up as a child, and he, anybody he saw and encountered, he would just hug them and love on them, and he couldn't help it. He was missing that gene that, like, told him, you know, when and, you know, yeah. <laughs> what was it? Yes, the boundaries. Thank you. And um, I was just reading up on that, and I thought, God, can you having a condition where you just love? I mean, if you think about it, Jesus did that. He didn't have boundaries, right? So that was just a little fun fact. As God's children, we're all called to love one another with one mind and one purpose because it's by our love that the world will know who we are followers in Jesus. And I mentioned that going back to, you know, my work. My work showed me so much growth, so much spiritual growth. Um, but I had um, an incident with a few girls where it was, you know, they were upset and saying things about me and that weren't true. But God mended that relationship before she quit. And um, I still talk to her. But when she quit, she came up to me and she said, I want to say that through all of the gossip and the, the, the word curses and all of that, you walked around here with your head held high and, and walked around what Jesus would do, and I saw that in you. And so that was huge. And so... But how often do we let our differences keep us from loving one another? And I thought about that a lot because people who are wealthy, do they, you know, put differences on, well, I'm not going to hang with that person because they're below me or, you know, I have this title and this one doesn't. And well, we let our differences get in the way of what we should just be loving people. We need to celebrate what unites us rather than look for things that divide us in, our, in order to justify our, ad, justify our attitudes. That, that statement's big because our attitude will show exactly what our heart is saying. And especially if we don't, I mean, we're all called. We all have, I was just praying this over Kathy. We all have something, whether we're a Christian or not. God's going to use it. It just may not be at that moment. And, um, whew, God, he's so good. We're not all called the same, walk the same path, come from we come from different hurts, different backgrounds. Every person on earth is different and have different personalities and gifts. No two people are the same. There is beauty in our diversity. We each carry something the other needs no matter where they're at in their walk with Christ. I may not be where Johnny or Karen are at or Nicole are at, but I'm where God tells me where I'm at. You know, and so someone may not be as far along as someone might think, but that's exactly where God says you're supposed to be. And it's in his timing we advance and we mature and we grow. Because I know I have this year so much. Seeking to be like people who love one another in the mindset of differences require a certain level of intentionality. That means new habits, patterns. It doesn't just happen overnight. It's a process. My sister used to say that to me all the time. She used to say, you're going through a process, and I hated that word because I'm like, when is the process going to end? She said, it never does. You just keep advancing, you know, and um, it is a process, and some it's longer. For others, it's shorter. You know, I was a hard-headed student, and 
I used to always say I was always the hard-headed student in school and with God. So growing in our faith isn't something we can put off until we are not busy. I've done that many times where I've said I'm too busy at work. I don't have time, you know, to do this. And I've, I've got all this list I've got to do. But we can't put that off. We have to be intentionally about building on what we have already experienced. Intentionality means that we are pursuing opportunities to grow so that we begin to look and act like Christ. And I take that statement as when we're going through a trial and we're going through a hard time, what are we coming out learning? Exactly what I learned at work. I came out so much mature spiritually. I came out with grace and mercy and was able to walk through hard times saying this is what Jesus wants people to see and this is how it's, you know, it was, it was, I wouldn't change it. I wouldn't change the hard time going through work for what I know now. But if we would know that in the front, we wouldn't have to go through it. But then we wouldn't grow and learn, right? It's not easy to let go of what you want. It's not comfortable. Sometimes it's physically hard, but it's not about you or what you want or how you feel. I used to have a friend that, my best friend, she used to tell me when I would call. Jacob did this too. I would have a conversation, and she would stop me, and she would say, listen, this is not about you right now. It's about me, and I need you to listen. <laughs> and it's not about us. Nothing is about us. It's about Jesus. So when we're uncomfortable, we're where we're supposed to be. When we're comfortable, we're not growing. And that's the, you know, this job I'm going to is totally different outside my comfort zone. I've been in the medical field since the 90s, and now I'm getting into something totally different. But I'm so excited because it's not comfortable because I'm going and having to learn and grow and do new things. But that's the beauty of learning and, and advancing and a process that we have to go through. Loving one another with godly speech. Now, this is something I'm a work in progress. Striving to love one another with greater intentionality starts with communication. Jacob and I talk about that all the time on how we speak how what comes out of our mouth and how we communicate it to each other and so that you know you don't walk around in offense see babe you are smart <laughs> ephesians two twenty nine, and never let ugly or hateful words come from your mouth but instead let your words become beautiful gifts that encourage others do this in speaking words of grace to help them I just had this at, at work, and I kind of used that cliche thing about, you know, every woman just in the crown. Everybody knows that, right? Just the other woman's crown. If our words and what we do in our actions don't build up someone, we shouldn't say them. And a lot of us, it guilty, it'll come out, and then it's like, did I just say that, you know? And so we have to be intentional about it. Because you can't take back the words that come out. They've already came out. They've already pierced someone. They've already been in the atmosphere. We need to be mindful of our words we speak, but also the impact our words have on others. That's those word curses, and I know that I've had them spoken over me um, a lot of times. And so people don't realize when they speak those things out over people in the atmosphere, it, it can stick to them. Our word, our choice, our tone, and our timing should be helpful and encouraging. Not everything has to be said. Jacob tells me that all the time. You don't have to say everything on your mind. 
So we need to check our pride. Don't be selfish and don't try and impress others. Philippians 2, 3. Be free from pride, field opinions, for they will only harm your cherished unity. Do not, don't allow self-promotion to hide in your heart, but in authentic humi humility out of others first and view others as more important than yourself. So then again, it's not about you. So it's about others too. And an opinion is just an opinion. We all have them. It's, it's not our opinion that counts. It's God's, right? Proverbs 15, 28. I just love this one. Lovers of God think before they speak, but the carelessness blurts out wicked words meant to cause harm. That one doesn't need any explanation. If you humble yourself, words will uplift those around you and truly bless their hearts. Because if we really think about it, the whole gospel is based off love, right? That's what Jesus' ministry was, love. So let love be your highest goal. Love, honor, and respect one another. So that's all I got that God put on my heart. It was short and sweet. Woo! <laughs> Knew that was